Hollywood, California, we bring you Chapter 21 in the story of Paul Christian, the Doctor of River's End, starring Gene Hersholt, famous Hollywood character actor in the title role, and presented every Sunday at this hour by the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. I'm only the announcer on this program, and I wouldn't think of asking you to go out and buy a Vaseline hair tonic, but just the same, I can assure you from personal experience that it is a swell product. Before every shampoo, vigorously massage the scalp with plenty of Vaseline hair tonic. This treatment stimulates the circulation of the scalp, which is a most effective way to prevent excessive shedding of hair and to help promote hair growth. This Vaseline hair tonic treatment, when used as directed, helps to cleanse the scalp of loose dandruff scales and prevent their reappearance. Follow the massage with a shampoo with any mild soap. After the hair is dried, brush a little more of the tonic onto the hair to groom it and keep it in place. Vaseline hair tonic supplements the natural scalp oils and together with a vigorous massage tends to overcome one of the most common of all scalp troubles among American men, dry scalp. Vaseline hair tonic comes in 40 and 70 cent bottles at all drugstores in the United States. Now, starring Gene Hersholt in the role of Dr. Paul Christian, we begin another chapter in the story of The Doctor of River's End. On this particular evening, Dr. Christian and his friend, the druggist, Roy Davis, are in the doctor's office having a game of checkers. All right, and it's still my move. There you are. Hmm. <laughs> you give up? Yes, I guess I'll have to. Well, that's two games apiece. Oh, oh now, wait a minute. I won this game, you won the third. That's right. And I won the second and the first. Are you sure, Roy? I thought I won the first. All right, let's see. No, I'm pretty certain I won the first. All right, then. That's three for you and one for me. Got time for another? Oh, sure, it's early yet. Not quite nine o'clock. Well, as long as I get back by ten in time to close up the store. Well, watch out for me this time, because I'm going to get revenge. Go ahead, it's your move. Well, I think I'll try something a little different. Mm-hmm. Evening, Doctor. Hello, Mr. Davis. Oh, good evening, Wendy. Evening, Wendy. Playing a little checkers? Mm-hmm. Played a mite of checkers myself at one time. Played for big stakes, too. A couple of thousand dollars at a crack. Thought nothing of it. Well, you don't say. Oh, my move, eh? Yes, sirree. I was quite a gambling man in those days. Used to follow the horses. Uh, did you ever catch up with him? I mean, I was a racetrack man, a jockey. I rode for old Colonel Witherspoon. Ever hear of him? No. Let's see here. Yes, sir. Colonel owned one of the fastest horses in the country. Never forget the time I went down to the stables with the Colonel just before the race and found him eating a bale of hay. Hmm? Who, the Colonel? No, the horse. Well, when the Colonel walked into the stable, he started to curse. Who, the horse? Uh, that gives me the first king. No, the colonel. Because he couldn't run when he was full of hay. Who, the colonel? No, the horse. Colonel Witherspoon wanted to scratch him. Uh, what for? Well, maybe he was the only one who knew where he itched. <laughs> oh, I'll just take that man. I'm talking about a horse race. A horse race. Oh. So I says to the colonel, I says, Colonel, I'll ride that horse in this race today, and I'll win. That's what I says. Well, there's one in the king row for me. 
Well, the nags line up. There's the starter's gun, and I'm off. So I've always suspected. Uh... We're at the quarter, and I'm a length behind. Now, let's see. At half and a half a length. If I move here... At the three quarters, and I'm still gaining. No, I guess I'll move this one. Now we're in the home stretch, and I'm battling shoulder to shoulder with the favorite, Gray Day. Gray Day, Yes, sir. They called him Gray Day because he used to pull a milk wagon. You were racing against a milk wagon horse? Yep. Thundering down the home stretch. And then, then just three yards from the finish, Gray Day shot ahead. And you lost, eh? Nope. I hollered milk, and Gray Day stopped. Wendy, why do you make up tall stories like that? Oh, I don't know, Doctor. I get started and then just sort of keep going. It's a habit, I guess. Well, you ought to break it. Can't your wife help you, give you a little hint when you begin exaggerating so you can get back to the truth? Well, just how do you mean, Dr. Christian? Oh, for instance, when you start telling a tall story, have your wife cough. Cough? Yes, and that'll be a signal for you to, well, to take it a little easy. Say, are we going to finish this game? Uh, just a second, Mr. Davis. Uh, what I came in for was to pay Dr. Christian some money I owe him. Oh, you can let that go to some other time. It isn't very much. Nope, I'd better pay it now while I got the money. Well, wait a minute. I'll have to look it up in the books and see how much you owe me. Uh, how are things going, Wendy? Well, pretty good. Went to work last Monday in Clem Duke's stationery store. Hmm. Clem Duke's must find business pretty good to put on extra help. Oh, I only work part-time. Go in the evening and sweep out. Well, that bill is three dollars and a half, Wendy. Yes, sir. Got it right here. Now, if you need this for something else... Now, that's all right, Dr. Christian. I've owed that bill for a spell, and I aim to pay it. Anyhow, I'm working now for Clem Duke's. Janitor and night watchman. Now, why would a little store like that need a night watchman? Well, there's a lot of crooks around these days. You never can tell. They might take a notion to rob the place. <laughs> I can imagine where you'd be if you ever encountered any robbers. Home under the bed. Is that so? Well, maybe you don't know it, Mr. Davis, but you're talking to one of the finest shops in the USA. <laughs> no, Wendy, where did you ever do any shooting? Oh, well, I've shot all over. Shot in Africa? I've shot at the North Pole? Yeah? Yes, sirree. One of the thrillingest experiences I ever had was at the North Pole. I was walking along, and all of a sudden I sees, square in front of me, a big polar bear. Wendy, <clears throat> Biggest bear you ever laid your eyes on. About nine feet long. <coughs> six feet high. <coughs> and weighed about... Uh, <coughs> Weighed about a half a pound. <laughs> so you shot this bear, eh? <laughs> well, yes and no. You see, the minute I saw the bear, I started to load my gun. It was an old muzzle loader. And then doggone if I didn't find I was out of bullets. Uh-huh. Well, sir, I was so dang scared that the perspiration popped out on my forehead like beads. And then you woke up, Wendy? No, sir. Well, the perspiration popped out on my forehead like beads. But the weather was so darn cold up there at the North Pole that the beads of perspiration froze as hard as bullets. So I grabbed a handful, shoved them in the muzzle of my gun, up and fired. Now, wait a minute, Wendy, wait a minute. You can't tell me you shot that bear with bullets made of ice. Why, the explosion of the powder would be so hot that the ice would melt, turn into hot water. Yep, that's exactly what happened, and the bear was scalded to death. <laughs> well... So long, Dr. Christian. <laughs> Goodbye, Wendy. <laughs> Night, Mr. Davis. Good night. <laughs>
If Windy Smith isn't the almightiest liar... Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say Windy is an ordinary liar. No, a quite extraordinary liar. Windy is a romanticist. Well, I don't see the difference. Well, it's like this. Did you ever play Indian when you were a boy? Sure, but I didn't. And you got so interested in playing Indian that you almost believed you were an Indian? Well, that's Windy's trouble. He gets all wrapped up in what he's talking about and for the time being actually thinks it's true. Just the same, I'd call him a liar. And we all are that way to a degree. We are prone to believe what we want to believe, even when it isn't true. Sometimes we fool ourselves. Now, you said you won that first game at Shekos. I did win it. But if you think back carefully, that was the game where I cornered your last king and you tried to... Why, say that's right. Oh, say I apologize... Now, you don't think that I was trying to... Try to deceive me? Oh, no, of course not. You believe the game was yours. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, why didn't you check up on me when I said that? Oh, it wasn't worth arguing about. But you see, the point is this. Oh, hello, Clem. Say, has Wendy Smith been in here? Yes. He was here just a few minutes ago. He meant to pay a bill. Paid a bill? Paid it with money? Yes. What's the matter, Clem? What did Wendy say when he was in here? I don't know. Did he say anything special, Roy? No, except he said he was working for you, Clem, as a janitor and night watchman. Night watchman? Hmm. Well, I thought that was funny myself. But he had a long story about protecting your store against robbers. It needs protection. Do you know what's happened? Windy Smith has robbed my cash register of $22. <laughs> Come in, Judy. Clem Dukes is here. Oh, oh, tell him to come in. Uh, any word yet from Wendy Smith? No, but Jerry's still looking for him. <laughs> Wendy's probably gone fishing. All right, have Clem come in. Will you go in, Mr. Dukes? You want to see me, Dr. Christian? Yes, uh, sit down, Clem. I thought if you'd come here, it would be a little more private than if I came to the store. You see, I, I want to talk to you about Wendy Smith. That no account loafer? They ought to run him out of town. I'm afraid that would be a little too strenuous for Wendy. They might walk him out of town, but I don't think he'd run. He's never done an honest day's work or earned an honest nickel in his life. I take pity on him and give him a job, and he repays me by robbing me. Now, how do you know Wendy took that money? Well, who else could take it? Except for Mrs. Dukes and myself, he's the only one who has the key to the store. He comes in around six or seven o'clock of an evening to sweep up. Yeah, so he said. Now, last night, I was in a hurry to leave on account of lodge meeting. And I forgot to take the day's receipts out of the cash register. Didn't think of it till I was on my way home after lodge. Well, I stopped in the store, and the money was gone. Uh, I still can't believe Wendy took it. He has his faults, I know, but he isn't a thief. He took it all right. Any man who lies will steal. I should have thought of that before I hired him. But I wanted to ask you, Clem. Do you intend to have him arrested? Well, I haven't made up my mind. Anyway, I think he's skipped out. 
So what would be the good of swearing out a warrant? Clem, I hate to see Wendy get into any trouble. Of course, now maybe he deserves it. I'll grant you that. He but... certainly does. When you start making trouble for a guilty person, you usually end up by hurting innocent people. I don't see how. Well, there's Wendy's wife. You know, she's a Murray, and the Murrays are pretty nice folks. She has a hard enough time as it is without having her husband sent to jail. It would be a blessing to get rid of him. Why, Stella Murray, ever marry that bum like Wendy Smith is beyond me. Well, I was thinking if we could get hold of Wendy, we might get most of the money back. And if that would satisfy you, maybe you'd be willing to drop the whole thing. Well, under Wendy the... can't have spent all of it. I'll see Mrs. Smith. If he has any money, he's turned it over to her. Well, Dr. Christian, I'm not a hard man. I know you're not, Clem. And I don't want to cause any trouble. If Wendy will fess up and admit he's wronged me, I'm inclined to let it go. Well, that's mighty fine. But I don't think he will. And I don't think we'll get a penny of the money back. He's taken it and cleared out. We won't hear of him again until he's spent it. Yes, Judy? Jerry's found Wendy Smith. What's that? Where is he? In the reception room. Well, send him in, send him in. All right. Let me talk to him first, Clem. Hello, Wendy. Uh, uh, close the door, will you? Yes, sir. Jerry Turner said you were looking for me, Doctor. Howdy, Mr. Dukes. Good morning. Wendy... Where did you get that three and a half dollars you paid me last night? Why, I sort of been saving that up. You didn't, uh, well, uh, borrow a little money from Mr. Duke's store, did you? Borrow money? Why, Dr. Christian, the Smiths never borrow. No siree. We've always gone on our own, asking favors from neither friend nor foe. Yes, I, I know, Wendy, but, uh... Did you take any money out of the cash register? Why, no, sir. I expected he'd deny it. Did you know, Wendy, that Mr. Duke's store was robbed last night? Well, sir, now that you mention it, I do. What? You knew it? That is a sort of suspicion, it. Because last night, as I was passing the store, a high-powered automobile drew up to the curb, and two gangsters jumped out. Gangsters? Yep. Well, sir, they started to blow open the front door. And as I say, that looked pretty suspicious. Now, Wendy... So I says to him, I says, what are you guys doing? And they says to me, what's it to you? And the fight's on. They rush me. I whips out my six-shooter. Six-shooter? Five-shooter. I whips out my five-shooter. You haven't got a revolver. Yes, but the gangsters didn't know that. They rush me. We struggle back and forth, back and forth. I knock one out. I knock another one out. I knock another one out. Wait a minute. You said two gangsters got out of the car. Well, the third fellow wasn't a gangster. he just come for the ride. Wendy... I want the truth. But I'm telling you... And I'm tired of listening to told stories. Sick and tired of it. I'm trying to keep you from going to jail. Where's that $22? What $22? $22 were taken out of Clem's cash register last night. And you're the only person who has a key to the store. Why, Dr. Christian, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no use. He's just no account. You'll never get the truth out of him. No, well, I'll get the truth. And I'll find out what became of that $22. You just wait.
We will continue this chapter in the life of Dr. Paul Christian as played by Gene Hersholt in just a moment. Vaseline petroleum jelly was developed more than half a century ago by Robert A. Cheesebro, who founded the company and coined the trademark Vaseline for his product. It has a multitude of uses in every family, but perhaps no use is more timely right now than the use on tired, aching feet. If the first warm days of spring are causing your feet to ache and burn, try this tonight. Massage the feet, especially the arch muscles, with Vaseline jelly. Rub the calluses and sore spots gently. You'll be amazed at how rested and comfortable your feet feel after this simple treatment. Vaseline jelly is for sale everywhere in bottles and tubes. It costs only 10 cents anywhere in the United States. But when you buy, be sure to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. Turn to Rivers End now to continue the story of Dr. Christian and Wendy Smith, the town liar. As the scene opens, we find Dr. Christian and Roy Davis, the druggist, in the doctor's car drawing up in front of Wendy Smith's house. Well, there we are. Want to come in with me, Roy? To ask Stella Smith whether Wendy has stolen some money? I should say not. I had an argument with her once, and once is enough. <laughs> and you're safe. Lightning never strikes twice in the same place. It doesn't have to. You go ahead. I'll wait here. And catch you when you come out. Well, Dr. Christian. Good morning, Stella. Well, I haven't seen you for quite a while. I thought I'd stop and say hello. Well, come in. Here, let me take your thing. Oh, don't bother. I can only stay a few minutes. Is Wendy, uh, I mean, uh, Wallace around? No, I'm sorry. He went out someplace early this morning. Stella, I'd, uh, well, I'd like to ask you, well, uh, sort of a personal question, if you don't mind. Yeah? What is it? <laughs> well, well, this sounds kind of funny, but, uh, uh, but has Wallace turned away any money to you recently? Ooh, that is a funny question. Well, you see, Stella, there's been a little mix-up. Oh, there has. Some money is missing from Clem Duke's cash register, and he's worried oh, about it. Isn't that too bad? No, Clem doesn't want to make any trouble, of course. In fact, he has only the greatest sympathy. Oh, he has, has he? Well, you can go back and tell that prissy, self-satisfied little runt that I don't need his sympathy. You can tell him... Now, wait a minute, Stella. Wait a minute. He, he doesn't mean it that way. I know how he means it. I know how the whole town means it. They think because I married Wally Smith, they should be sorry for me. Now, Stella... Well, they'd better be sorry for themselves. They better take a look around into their own drab, insignificant lives. Little ant people crawling around on the ground, bloated with their own importance. Stella, if you'll only... Nice, smug, respectable little folk. Respectable because they haven't the courage or imagination to be otherwise. Oh, I know. They hate Wallace. They hate him because he's different from them. Because he's better than they are, and they know it. Stella, listen, I... Wallace never hurt anyone or anything. He's gentle and kind and generous. Where he can go out into the woods and call the birds and they'll come to him. And he didn't take that money because money means nothing to him. He doesn't worship money like they do. All right, Stella, all right. I only wanted to find out. Well, now you know. Let's stop talking about it. I might lose my temper. You might lose... Uh, well, I wouldn't want to be wrong when that happened. Uh, uh, Roy Davis is waiting for me in the car. Guess I better be going. Well, drop in again soon, Dr. Christian. Uh, yes, uh, thanks, Stella. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, Dr. Christian. Well, I see you got out live. What did you find out? Well, it's 50-50. How do you mean? 
Clem says Wendy took the money and Stella says he didn't. Well, that won't keep Wendy from going to jail. No, no. If we could only find out what Wendy did with that money, only get him to tell the truth. Wait a minute. Roy, I've got an idea. <laughs> yes, sir. I've got an idea. so long, Mr. Smith, but I'm sure Dr. Christian will be back any minute. Oh, that's all right. Don't mind it at all. Had a job one time as a sitter, a bung sitter. A bung sitter? Well, what on earth is a bung sitter? Well, sir, now that's a mighty intricate job. Takes an expert to do it. I don't suppose there's more than half a dozen bung sitters in the world. Hmm. But what do you do? Ever been in Portland? Uh, Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Maine? Either one, whichever's handiest. Well, I've been in Portland, Maine. Well, uh, I worked as a bung sitter in Portland, Oregon. Oh. What time's it getting to be? Why, uh, it's ten minutes after five. But uh, what about that job? What did you do? Oh, yes, yes. Well, up in Portland, there's a factory that makes barrels. Now, before they put the top and bottom on, they lay the barrels out in the yard to season. Mm. You see, the barrel is open at both ends. You say you've never been in Portland, Oregon? No, I haven't. Well, sir, it rains mighty hard up there. Yes, siree, mighty hard. In fact, it rains so hard into the bungholes of those barrels that the water can't run out the ends fast enough and the barrels bust. Oh, now listen. So I had a job sitting on the bungholes to keep the rain out. Oh, if you expect me to believe... Uh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Dr. Christian's office. Oh, no, he hasn't come back yet, but I'm expecting... Wait, he just came in. It's Roy Davis. Hello, Roy. Yes, come on over and bring those pills. Yes, Wendy's waiting here in my office. Evening, Doctor. Oh, so you're here. Yes, sir. Dr. Christian sent for me. Yes, Clem, I thought I'd have another talk with Wendy. Anything I can do for you? No, I was simply passing by and stopped in. But you're wasting time with this loafer. You'll never get the truth out of him in a thousand years. Well, now, Clem, I have a little idea, and I think it might work. Mm. What became of that $22? Well, sir, I've been trying to figure that out myself. Now, it might be that the store is haunted. And uh -huh. then, of course... Now, you see, you'll never tell the truth. And I'm going to expose him tomorrow as a thief. Expose him to the whole town. Hello, Roy. Uh, got the pills? Yep, right here, Doc. That's fine. Uh, you might as well stay and see this, too, Clem. Why? <laughs> well, I have a little experiment. I have some new kind of pills, and I'd like to try them on as many people as possible. Here, uh, try one, Judy. Oh, wait, what do you think I am, a guinea pig? Oh, they're quite harmless. Want to find out what you think of the taste? Uh, go ahead, take one. It won't hurt you. Well, all right. How does it taste? Hmm, kind of sweet. Roy? Thanks. Mm, yes, yes, I'd say it tastes sweet. Clem, go ahead and try one. There don't seem to be much taste to it. Wendy, 
Thank you, Doctor. Hope this does me some good. So do I. I had Roy make up those pills for me because I had an idea. If they work, it'll be quite a discovery. I called them truth pills. Truth pills? Yes. Uh, you've heard about certain drugs making people tell the truth, haven't you? Well, uh... And if these work, a person will come right out with the truth. Nothing can stop it. You don't say. You hear that, Wendy? He might want to lie, but he simply can't. He'll tell the truth. The whole truth Dr. and... Dr. Not... Christian. Oh, I, I feel so funny. Why, Judy. Dr. Christian, I've just got to tell you. I was late to the office three times this week. It's working. And and lots of times I loaf on the job and, and do nothing but think about Jerry Turner. Oh. Oh, oh Doc, I, I've got something to confess. Good heavens. It's working on Roy, too. I cheated you, Doc. I said I won a game of checkers when I didn't. I cheated. I... Where am I? Now, Wendy, you see how it is? And when that pill starts working on you... Wait, wait! It's got me. I've got to tell you. Clem? Wendy didn't take that money. I took it. What? what? You... I you had it in my it. pocket when I left the store and went to the lodge meeting. Oh. And then... And then I got into a little game of poker with the boys. But Mr. Dukes! And I lost it. Lost it playing poker. Oh. Well, you know how my wife is, Dr. Christian. But... She'd give me heck if she found it out, so I... Mr. Dukes, this is all a joke. A joke to trick Wendy. Yes, those pills contain nothing but sugar. Oh. Oh, my conscience. Yes. It's about time your conscience began getting on the job. You simply imagined the pill work. Well, I guess my experiment is, is a success after all. So you accused Wendy of stealing the money, hmm? I suppose you figured nobody would believe it's denial anyway. I, I had to do something. Oh, you folks won't tell anybody, will you? If you do, it'll ruin me, disgrace me. You didn't hesitate to disgrace Wendy. I know, but I was desperate. I had to tell my wife the money was gone that very night. I didn't have time to think. Uh, if you'd only keep quiet... Well, it isn't any of our business, Clem. You'd better take it up with Wendy. Yes, how are you going to clear him? Oh, Wendy, I'm sorry. I knew you didn't take the money, Why, but... of course I didn't take it. And I'll tell you exactly what happened. That money was stolen by bandits. Saw them sneaking out the back way as I went in the front. Couldn't tell who they was because they wore masks. Well, sir, I reached for my gun. Oh, no, Wendy. Do you think we believe that? Never mind, Judy. Never mind. That's as good an explanation as any. And we'll have to believe it. <laughs> Don't forget. Wendy just swallowed the truth, Phil. <laughs> Programs starring Gene Hersholt in the role of Dr. Christian of River's End are presented every Sunday afternoon for your pleasure by the makers of Vaseline Preparations. Vaseline Jelly is the leader of this famous line of household first aid products and is known and used by practically every family. It should be applied to bumps and bruises and minor skin ailments like cuts, burns, scalds, scratches immediately after the wound has been cleansed with antiseptic. A sterile bandage may be put on afterwards to protect the hurt. Vaseline jelly is completely safe and harmless, 
manufactured to the most exacting standards, sterilized in the process of manufacture, and packed in sterilized containers. If you have let your supply get low, won't you make a resolution right now to restock your medicine cabinet tomorrow? And while you're about it, why not get an extra bottle to keep handy on the kitchen shelf or in your workshop? Vaseline jelly is obtainable in bottles and tubes at all drugstores. Prices of Vaseline products mentioned on this program apply only to the United States. Next week, Jean Hersholt, who appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, will be back with another chapter in the life of the beloved Dr. Christian of River's End. This is Art Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparation. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.